0: So, Jack just told me that he wouldn't watch my sex tape. Not that there is one, but first of all, how dare you? I mean,
1: there's just something unsettling about seeing one of my best friends plowing away. <laughs> um, you know, but like i'm I'm Ian i I'm sure there are a lot of people who would oh, no. love to see your what, sex tape what
0: though. you what you said was, uh, uh, what did you say when your sex tape gets stolen? <laughs> or leaked <laughs> Oh leaked, that was it when yeah. your sex tape get, gets leaked I, 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 First I, what, I yeah, and I, and the thing I immediately wondered was, this count is leaking if nobody <laughs> wants to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> it also su- suggests the
1: fact that you do have the sex tape And I just know you are not someone who would
0: record themselves My, having sex My, uh, 20s were a blurry, drunken time I don't know what's out there on the internet I'm just <laughs> n- now mortified that uh, you don't love Everybody, me enough. go, Everybody, go and, go and scour,
1: like, Pirate Bay and stuff for Ian's <laughs> sex tape And when you find it, don't send it to me,
0: I don't want to see it <laughs> Yeah, just just don't do anything. Just uh, there it is. Um. Well, on that note, hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast of the Nerds. I'm Ian, and my my name is Jack. Um, we were gonna talk about something else, but uh, <laughs> I what were I, we just got, talk about? I just got I just got kind of hung up on uh
1: your your uh, non-existent uh, sex tape.
0: It's like if I if I it's like using the word leaked for an old pair of socks if i leaked a pair of socks like we don't say leaked a pair of socks because no one cares about my socks that's all i was was caught up with the word shouldn't be used in
1: the same (laughs) sentence i'm sorry i'm i'm a dude jack
0: uh do you want to tell everyone how you're doing
1: ian i'm in a bad mood i woke up on the wrong side of the, the bed and i
0: i know you're in a bad mood tell them I mean, why you're in a bad mood
1: i'm in a really bad mood i am
0: i ended up back in hospital
1: and it sucked i i developed shall we say okay, okay so my pain levels got really bad and i developed some rather unsavory symptoms that nobody wants to know about let's just say that let's just say blood was coming from places blood shouldn't be coming from and that's, I just said it even, even though I said enough. I wasn't yeah. going to but <laughs> yeah um, and so I was in hospital only for like a night and I was really hoping they were going to admit me and fix me but they were basically like you know given everything going on you know you, you can just go home and deal with it this is fine you're not in any danger you're okay just get, get out of here
0: yeah, it's always weird to Well. It's about to say something. Uh <laughs> See, this is the thing about yeah. not being particularly filtered, is when you do filter the sentence is usually about halfway out your mouth. <laughs> Have you had that experience?
1: Yo oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Dude,
0: dude, I've got <laughs> no brain filter. You know this. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I'm sorry, dude, that sucks
1: yeah no i'm just in a lot of pain um the pain relief i have is only like really taking the the edge off and then i was in a really bad mood yesterday and then i woke up in a bad mood today and like you you laughed because you could immediately tell because like i'm laying in bed i grabbed my phone and i'm like I'll be recording? That was it. No, like, good morning. Yeah, no
0: hello. I was like, hey, Sunshine, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, you, you even put a smiley face. <laughs> well, which made me laugh, because uh, I pick up on people's moods pretty quickly. And yeah. uh, I can, I, uh, you know, for being someone who spends as much time in his head as I do, mm. I think I'm pretty good at reading people. But to
1: be fair, I'm not a difficult person to read. Though. No, you're not a difficult <laughs> person
0: to, to read. Like, and I I, I kind of knew immediately. Yeah. Um,
1: um, I don't know. I'm just sore and I had a shitty sleep, and I don't know. I'm I'm just. I'm a, I'm I'm having a moment. A moment that
0: lasts like a week. I, and if anyone's earned a moment, I'm pretty sure you've you've earned a moment. Thanks, uh, everyone's man. allowed to be grumpy. Thanks, man. But, I
1: mean, I'm okay, I guess. And, you know, like, the show must go on. The show must must go on. So, yeah, I decided that we were going to do this today. Um, I'm getting back to work on Still Still Pretty. I've uh, spoken to the Muppet Sex and Trauma crew. That's a weird thing to say. (laughs) Um, That's a great name. you know... We're 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 gonna aim to do some recording this week, and so like, in spite of everything going on, like I just gotta keep living, you know, and just well. Go through it also
0: it also seems like it's it's one of those. Um, I mean, with any kind of uh, endurance test, you know, it you have that moment of sort of stopping take consideration of what your options are what are your options you know like the and that's kind of like my approach as your friend is i Mm -hmm. figure uh we could i i i feel like i can read the times when you just need me to sit and listen so that you can unload some stuff and when you need me to be a rattle And I shake in front of your face and go, ha ha ha. (laughs) Let's talk about my sex tape. (laughs) Yeah.
1: um, And the thing is, like, I'm going to be in pain regardless of what I do, whether I'm sitting here doing this with you or whether I'm laying in in bed. Now, given, like, if, if the pain levels were as bad as when I went back into hospital, I'd well, actually, I'd, I'd be back, back in hospital. What I'm saying is... The pain level... Even though I'm sore... I'm still able to somewhat function. And... Yeah, you know... I keep reminding myself that this is... I mean, as much as this sucks... It's far from the worst that I've experienced. Like... I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, so what used you described to described at this point. Last week was... Mm, that was up there as one of the worst yeah. bouts of pain and everything. Yeah, um... So, you know, I'm just dealing, man, and just, just yeah. Um, Oh, I have a date for sur- surgery, the 31st. They called me this morning, so that's, what, two weeks?
0: <laughs> so, two weeks, yeah, so I'll fly solo. Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a Monday, so I think we should be good.
0: I'll tell you, yeah. uh, okay, Um, well, yeah. if I am flying solo at any point, I'll tell you, uh, the podcast, it's just going to be a love letter to you. This is gonna be me. Uh, uh, the theme of that podcast: all the ways I love Jack. Oh, that's so. I love
1: you too, buddy. I love you too. Ditto. Yeah. No. Um. It, <laughs> we were just talking <laughs> about ghosts. <laughs> Ditto. What are we? Uh, what are we doing today, buddy? Um. Excuse me. Sorry. So today on the podcast, we're finally going to be doing our new New Year's re- resolutions. We thought. Screw it. Why not? Let's just do it. Um, or half year, I guess, at this point. Right?
0: Hey, it's a year. There's <laughs> a... There will be a year uh, that passes from today. They don't all but, have to be on January 1st. You know what, well, like, so years judgy.
1: And, and years and time, it's just... It's an orbital period construct, right? Yes. That's,
0: uh, yeah. And it's all pretty relative Uh, in the in the pandemic time, which is hopefully coming to an end. I love how uh we're still i don't know we don't want to talk about that <laughs> never mind um all right but yeah that's what we're up to today so jack um we actually mm-hmm. managed to sit down for we said last week that if we managed to um string a week together then mm-hmm. um we'd be get back to doing our new new year's resolution so for anyone listening just a little back. Uh, story, I originally started the po- I didn't know what to do for a podcast mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the channel's about the Buffyverse. We don't need an, another hour of me talking by myself about um, Buffy and Angel, and there are a lot of good, uh, two great uh, Buffy and Angel podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, where I, at the time, I didn't see a lot of people doing the kind of stuff that I was doing on YouTube and figured there's a niche, you know, there's an mm-hmm. opportunity to talk about things. But sure. when I settled on the idea of making you all uh, accountability buddies, it seemed like that could be a fun format and one that's productive for me, which was... Mm-hmm. Um, weekly check-ins about goals and where the scripts are at that point and so forth. Um, Doing that solo was... I tried a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. um, the New Year's resolutions last year before the pandemic really got going were uh, probably the most luck I've had um, with them. But uh, then Jack... You made the podcast a thousand times better, and um, oh, I feel like dear. it's not the accountability buddy idea that I originally had way back in the mm-hmm. day. But I thought, uh, you know, and you and I are always looking for segments to have mm-hmm. and to talk about. So right, um, here we are. So this, uh, you go ahead, buddy.
1: I was just gonna say, like I, when you first brought this up, I was kind of intimidated because I've never really done New Year's resolutions before. No. Um and it's kind of I've never really done a lot of that sort of self helpy sort of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um well, I yeah, think it's a, yeah, which is, as which is something to, you are really into, I know. Like
0: As we talked about when we set this conversation this conversation up, I think it's a mistake to make a New Year's resolution list that is all self helpy. Right. You know, yeah. um if your if your New Year's if your list of resolutions um is a list of all the is a list of all negatives, is a list of all the things you're feeling insecure about or feeling bad about yourself or whatever, I feel like that is just flogging yourself with mm-hmm. uh for not being the way you feel like you should be. And and uh, shoulds are shoulds are other than paying bills, you know. There's a minimum baseline of shoulds that I think we need to meet yeah. in order to survive and be people. I, but otherwise, like yeah. I, I, I just don't think they need apply. So, like with this list specifically, for instance, um, one of mine obviously has to do with weight and health. My target is not, you know, I'm i'm i should be skinnier it's like it's more of a it's more about feeling and Hmm. um wanting to have more breath Mm -hmm. and wanting to feel lighter and all of that like it's better to move towards a positive than to move away from a
1: negative in my mind and it's not it's not all about you know discipline and and all that stuff it's it's about you know self-care or even just doing fun stuff you know make, making sure you take time to have some fun you know
0: and you stuff mentioned like that. that you were uh found the idea intimidating i think the thing that i think i don't know where people fall in um the idea with new year's resolutions leave a comment down below and let me know let us know how you feel about new year's mm-hmm. resolutions do you do them do you not in my mind there's never a bad time to stop and take stock of your life and go is there more I want to be do? Is there more I want to include? Is there less I want to include? Like, mm-hmm. to me, the New Year's is just um, a built-in opportunity to do a thing that I should be doing anyway, which is every once in a while turning off the autopilot and going, "What if we moved some things around here? Would I right. like would I like the life that I'm inside of more?" Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest deterrent for most people, uh, if you're not the type of person who just comes up with a thing they want to do and then goes and does it in which case that stopping and checking in is not necessarily helpful for you um but for everyone else for for anyone who's not like that but bristles at the idea of uh new year's resolutions i think it's typically because the thing i often hear people say i don't like them because um they it feels just false or artificial well they, and... they yeah they're just they 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 never work out yeah okay like okay. they they fail so well, what that is to me is the idea of new year's resolutions is motivating until it isn't for about okay. a week or two it it is enough momentum to continue to mm-hmm. go and they say right. at the membership of gyms dip by february <laughs> january is the worst time of year and by february uh most mm-hmm. of the new people have stopped uh mm-hmm. going to the gym so hey yeah the idea of a new year's resolution alone is not enough work to sustain it which is why you and i are having a conversation right. and going to make it apart i also think um
1: there is, for a lot of pe- people, and I think even, even myself, it's helpful to put a structure or, or a framework to it. Um,
0: and this um, is that structure. This was yeah. uh, our conversations. Just checking mm. in, man. Just checking yeah. in. You know, the yeah. idea um, of this segment, uh, and the idea of doing it originally, was just to keep it in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, these thi- the thing that tends to happen to me is... I I go a day and I missed it. And then later on, I go a couple of days and I forgot about it. And then, uh, wait, I haven't picked up the book in two weeks? Mm. (laughs) Um, But with a stopgap structure like this, where we check in periodically and say, hey, how are you doing with that? Um, I figure uh, there's more of an opportunity. So yes, the idea of making a, a New Year's resolution is not enough of a system to create success. You have to create the system. Absolutely, and, yeah. And the way that we do that um, will uh, hopefully in our conversations go beyond just checking in, mm-hmm. but that's a start. Uh, so I thought, I thought there was value. The other thing I wanted to say is the uh, it's to obviously just it's so cliche that I think we're immune to it. We we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about this uh, last week when we were talking about mortality. And just certain concepts, like, that are incredibly powerful, except for the fact that we've heard them a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, they start yeah. to
1: lose uh, their impact after the first hundred times.
0: <laughs> right, and the idea is that um, the uh, mo- what we were talking about is most of the reason people don't do these really amounts to just plain old fear of failure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. They're not going to work yeah. out. Which I submit, Mm -hmm. who cares? It's not the reason to try. Yeah, if we some people three percent of the way there on half these, Mm -hmm. we're better than when we started. Right. You know. Right. Correct. But also,
1: I I've seen though some some people tend to be sort of cynical and pessimistic about it or like you know you can make changes any time of the year and blah
0: blah blah it's like yeah that's not the freaking point though Shut yeah up. not the point let's <laughs> it's an and you should be making changes during the year for me that's mm. that is one of the main values of therapy sure. therapy is a weekly check-in and even when i'm in a great mood then i turn it to well how do i want next week to go what are things i want to include you know mm-hmm. it's it's just an opportunity to step back and to not be automated and doing the things but to step back and sort of redirect um, Right. and any opportunity to do that i think is a good one and and so i love new year's resolutions the fact mm-hmm. that they don't work out um, uh, the the fact that statistically if you want to say mm-hmm. the success rate uh, is low well I think that then we aren't coming up with a relevant measure of success and okay um, there are certain things that are worth failing thousands of times and not stopping mm-hmm. like uh, for me quitting drinking if I quit drinking a thousand times I'm still quitting you know, mm-hmm. hopefully, I would adjust and ho- try new yeah. strategies and, and and not do the same thing over and over again, which mm-hmm. is part of this conversation and part of having an accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. That's what AA is: is an accountability right. system. It's it's yeah. other people. It's um, you know, water seeks its own level, mm-hmm. um, as as the saying goes. So anyway, uh, Jack, what's your number one? We can't, uh, We came up with five. Yes, Number five, five is the pie-in-the-sky big dream goal. I demanded mm-hmm. that <laughs> one of these be um, a Thinking fun big. fantasy big goal. Yeah. One yeah. that we have no idea how to attain right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I wanted to start off light and something, you know, fun, you know. So this,
0: Your first one's a classic, and I like it.
1: <laughs> so, Ian, I have a bookshelf full of books that I haven't read like some of them i've barely even touched um both lani and our dear friend sarah sent me books that i haven't touched
0: sarah has <laughs> sent me a book i haven't touched yeah i need to yeah
1: <laughs> and i feel kind of bad bad about that um but like look i'm 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 not going to start work, working through all of the unread books i have out of uh, guilt because that's not going to be uh, help, help helpful but i i would just like to read more and so I've decided that I want to try and read um, one book a month, which is nothing really. Um, but the reason why I chose that that uh, time frame is because it's it's supposed to be fun. I don't want to turn it in into a chore. So if
0: I that's yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah attainable. That's I think what you're describing is making the goal attainable. And one of the yep. keys I think to keeping a goal attainable. Mm. In the in this realm, we're not talking a professional or a business sense or whatever. We're talking about a personal, betterment, self uh, improvement realm. Is right. keeping it fun. Yeah. And if, uh, the second yeah. it feels like work, it's going to yeah. be a struggle.
1: Yeah, and so if I chose like one book a week, I'm going to be speeding t- towards the the finish line each, each week, and I don't want to do that because yeah. that'll turn it in into a chore. Um. And so uh, the book I have chosen um, is uh, The Death of Bunny Mon- Monroe" by Nick Cave. Uh, All right. Nick Cave is an Australian uh, singer-songwriter that I'm a very big fan of. And uh, I've heard lots of uh, good, good things about this uh, book. And I've been meaning to read it for, for ages. I've had this. In my possession for literally years, <laughs> years, and I lost it for 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 a while too. I I didn't know where where it went, and then I was cleaning out the cupboard one one day, and I'm like, "How did this get 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 in here?" Um, I mean, should should I read the little blurb on the uh, back? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Bunny Monroe sells beauty products and the scent of adventure to, to the lonely housewives of England's south coast. Set adrift by his wife's death, he hits the road one last time with his young son in tow. As Bunny swaggers from door to door, hawking his wares and feeding his libido, uh, nine-year-old Bunny Jr. waits in in the car, communing with his mother's ghost and watching his his father self-destruct. Is Nick
0: Cave the, the one who wrote High Fidelity? I don't know my sorry know.
1: go ahead go ahead um horn haunt, haunted by jealous hu- husbands his own a- appetites and a serial killer in a satan suit bunny <laughs> is, is a desperate man and and he's going to to die dark darkly comic and raw with heart, heartache the death of bunny munro is a spellbinding story told with style anger and wit it it sounds like some something that would appeal to me.
0: <laughs> it does. Uh, mm. I like it. One of my goals last year was also a reading target. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you how many I ended up reading because <laughs> okay. how dare you judge me? I, I um, would never judge judge you Ian. I uh, my reading are you have you ever been a big reader? Or like. What's your? Have you had stages of being a voracious reader and then it fell off not, or whatever? Not really, no, no. Um, I,
1: I will say I used to read more, but I've never been like a I'm always reading reading a book kind kind of person.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. So there's definitely a. I definitely have some pride and ego tied up in admitting this, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, And I haven't fully clarified it for myself right now, but I just thought we could touch on kind of our history with these things. Uh, Okay. My, like I can kind of track stages of voracious reading and then nothing and voracious reading and nothing. And it very much in my life has related to the people I was around at the time so okay. it's kind of like sports for me. When I there's someone in my life who is a big sports fan, my love of baseball swells back up again, and I start following and talk about the Cubs, and it's social currency, and it's mm-hmm. it's all of that. But just kind of on my own, I am not a great reader. Um, okay. I do a lot of reading for the channel. It's a lot of nonfiction reading. I, I read a lot of essays, um, some philosophy and all of that. But in terms of fiction not so much and well
1: that's funny because i typically lean more more towards non nonfiction too i like biographies and stuff um yeah. i haven't read a ton of novels like i've read interview with the Vamp- vampire and a couple others but not a lot really i read a lot of bi- biographies
0: yeah i it, it has depended very much on you know uh my group of friends or the person I was dating at the time or whatever. And, uh, but admitting that I'm not a, it's funny admitting that I'm not a voracious reader to me feels, it feels to me like something smart people do. Yeah. I know exactly what,
1: yeah. Admitting that I'm not much
0: of a reader feels uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As, 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 as people that kind of, um, we consider ourselves kind of in, in intellectuals. We like to learn new things and think think about things. It, it, it does feel kind of a, I don't know. And some some people do do frown upon that. you know, you know yeah. like um, well, there, all... there, there's this saying that if you go into someone's house to hook up and and they don't have uh, books, don't don't sleep with them. You know, stuff like that. So. <laughs>
0: Well, beyond the, I I think I'm just trying admitting it because like beyond the social currency aspect of it, Mm -hmm. which is when I've had success, um, Mm -hmm. just reading because I feel like I should, because I want to seem smart. That that's a troll. Does not get it done. That has never gotten it done. It needs to be something that I do for myself that I enjoy Mm -hmm. that I do. Yeah. If it's gonna stick, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So and I don't know why. Like the fact that it it, it feels weird to even admit that uh, mm-hmm. talking about it now means that it's still there. There's still a piece of me that is like, smart people read and I want to be smart. So mm-hmm. I should like who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Like just live your life. Live your life. Dude, I relate to that so much. Yeah. Live your life. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and 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 the fact that there's a part of me that worries about that. To me is something to think about. But anyway, my first book, um, I bought last year. It's called The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. That uh,
1: rings a bell. I think maybe you've you've talked to me about that before.
0: So it's by uh Rhett and Link, who were ah. the uh creators of Good Mythical That's Morning. That's why it
1: rings a bell,
0: yeah. Uh I like Good Mythical Morning. It is exactly what it's uh, tries to be and nothing more, nothing less. It is a um, fun, distracting relief uh, of a YouTube yeah. show that you can watch in the morning. Yeah. Um. It's YouTube's version of Good Morning America. It's fluff. Yeah. And they they. It's it's uh, just
1: good, si- silly fun, really. That's all it part. is.
0: And. Mm-hmm. Good lord, in uh, the past year, that has been a wonderful thing to go to. Mm -hmm. If you have not heard of it, and you're going to go out and and, uh, look for a Good Mythical Morning right now, I warn you, they do eating things um, that can be nauseating. They make me laugh, but I don't have a problem with watching people eat weird stuff. Uh, but always, just,
1: um, the eating ones are always my fa- favorite episodes, mine to, to too. be honest. <laughs> it's funny,
0: Lonnie and I have been talking about... Uh, we w- were watching The Amazing Race, and she... Struggles with the eating stuff, but eating things doesn't doesn't bother me. And of course, you watch those game shows, and it's always like, which which one of us would Obviously. do this challenge? Would you yeah. do this challenge, or would I do this challenge? And I what, do all the eating.
1: What was that show? They used to have a big focus on eating awful things. Um, Fear Factor. I Fear think factor. they used
0: yeah. that to that, that I uh, used to watch Fear Factor, but I was in college at the time. I was uh, the <laughs> target audience. Um, but anyway, uh, last year when I started, I was doing the podcast and. It was a goal of mine to write a book. These two YouTubers, who are also my age group, which is hard to find on YouTube. There is a lot of teenage, twenty, and early thirty-year-olds. Not a lot of guys in their forties um, trying to make YouTube content. Mm-hmm. So I have a, like that's a, another reason I like Wheezy Waiter, other than the fact that they do good stuff, is mm-hmm. because it's nice to feel like. You know it's a very solo thing this um Come to think of a wheezy
1: waiters kind of the intellectual good uh, good good mythical morning kind of
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a good way of doing it. and he does a lot of self-improvement stuff and challenges mm. and i love that kind of stuff obviously yeah. um so last year after i said i wanted to try and write the book they came out with uh, they had went and published a book and i thought i don't know if it's good i don't know if it's bad who mm-hmm. cares um I like what they yeah. do, and I figured I'd support what they do, and I'm gonna mm. give their book a go. Mm-hmm. So that's my uh, that's my number one. Number two, Jack. Number two. So
1: in a very similar vein, I have a Steam library. Well, you know, not not just that. Uh, we both have the Xbox uh, Game Pass for for PC and now because that, with all, we've, we've also got uh, EA Play. I just, I've just got so many games that I just haven't touched. Especially like during the Steam su- summer sales, I go crazy because there's like a $60 game for fi- five bucks. Yep, gimme. Like, um, <laughs> and I've got so many games that I haven't even installed. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Ian, a while ago, you and I were talking talk about it and you said something to the effect of that, uh, you've, you're, you're like, Jack. You like to start games, but you don't like to, to finish them. And I'm like, one, how dare you? Two, yeah, I, I think you're kind of right. But it's not that I don't like games. I'm a gamer. It's just,
0: I don't know why. I, 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 I honestly well, don't know why. <laughs> so much of this has to do, like, when I started the channel, Um, it's funny, so much of this has to do with understanding what you believe the measure of success is in these, Mm -hmm. uh, these things, where that came from, whether that was something that you decided on yourself or it was hoisted upon you from your American friend who was speaking judgmentally. (laughs) Uh, and, and then to just kind of let yourself go off that, you know, um, in the context of the channel, I, I, um, shared a Dave Chappelle video where he was telling his dad he wanted to get into comedy. And he said, um, it just is about redefining, designating what success is to you. So what is success to you? You are a gamer. You play games. Mm -hmm. The fact that you don't finish them does not make you not a gamer. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's an arbitrary kind of judgment that um, you, and in fairness, you're... american friend uh, (laughs) was putting on you so for this particular goal what is your ambition for the rest of the year
1: my ambition is to start and finish one game a month um and i'm going to be selective about it rather than because i i I know you you like to randomly roll uh games and then and then just play it but i'm going to be a little more selective and choose uh what to play i just you know, part of it is just wanting to get my my money's worth because some of these uh, games I, I've actually bought. But part of it, too, is just wanting to um, broaden my horizons and maybe play some genres that I don't typically play a lot. And, you know, like, back back when you and I were, were our kids stories in games weren't really a thing like they they had very basic a lot of the time cliched plots but these these days like you 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 play a game and it's and it's a real experience you know like the last of us um yeah red dead was quite
0: the epic red dead Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's a it's also just sorry um so so a lot of it too is just the the experience wanting to consume more art you know, you, know, you know and just um yeah just see where it goes goes i guess have some fun
0: i like it yeah. uh do you know what your first one is going to be for june
1: i i think i'm going to so i I played a little bit of um what's the bat- Batman game is it Arkham Arkham Knight yeah yeah Arkham Knight I played a little bit of it and I think I'm going to finish that um because it's it's kind of a free roam open world kind of thing it's nothing too full on mm-hmm. and it's um something that then I think is um doable I I guess and I don't know I it's, I like uh, bat- Batman so
0: yeah, it's a wonderful story. The uh, the um, I love that the Rock Steady Games all borrowed. Well, that one specifically borrows from mm-hmm. some pretty famous. Um, okay. Batman stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was good. It, that it's long. Are you right. a completionist? Do every quest.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like um. That's I gonna be don't, a tough finish
0: in one I month.
1: don't be beeline with the with with the main uh, quest too because I don't like to finish it too uh quick quickly so i like to to explore into all the side stuff mm-hmm. and i i might aim for a hundred percent completion we'll see um it it depends on how annoying like i i don't think like some of the the riddler races or yeah. whatever they, they are no. they're really like difficult so i might not yeah. bother with those um but yeah what's your number two
0: well for i don't uh, I have a big backlog too, and so mm-hmm. when I'm between games, I just random. My rule is play an hour of something, and then make the decision if I want to keep playing. If I don't, mm-hmm. I put it down and I try something new, and then whatever sticks is um, the one that I play. Currently, I'm playing Persona Five, oh, but yeah. I had I had to uninstall Dota. <laughs> in or that this is the the game goal from 2020 is the one I had probably the most success with. Um, it was probably also the easiest to attain, but that's it, neither here nor there. Uh, I uninstalled Dota and ended up playing through a whole bunch of things, including Red Dead and and Arkham right. Knight. Um, you know,
1: I should probably un uninstall Overwatch, but some something was... about that makes <laughs> yeah. me really like I don't want to. <laughs>
0: Did you get the sweats a little bit? Were you just like, <laughs> yeah?
1: Because that's that's the one I always come come back to. No.
0: But anyway, sorry. Proceed. Business. No, no, that's okay. I'm dealing with that with uh, MLB the Show this year. Is
1: yeah, but see, say that's a new game though. You you've yeah. only just saw that. I've been playing Overwatch for three, four, four years now. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten into a Batman game in a, or a a sport game in a while. And I kind of mm-hmm. just gave myself permission and have gotten well and truly hooked. But I'm playing that and uh, Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, sorry, lost my place. My second goal is going to be something a little different right now. Okay. Uh, the game thing for me is has just become the way that I play, and I know mm-hmm. don't touch Dota. The thing yeah. about Dota, too, is you have to maintain a certain skill level to be competitive anyway, and I know I've okay. lost that. So... It would take quite a bit of time. And Dota is a drinking trigger for me, so I can't pick it up again Uh, for that that reason because I played it while drinking quite a bit. Yeah, Um, too many
1: uh, drinking memories tied to it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... My second goal... I've had it in my brain to do some volunteering for quite a while now. I'm in a new community here. I don't know the area. I don't know Mm -hmm. uh, people around here. I'm also a person... But, I mean, even in Boulder... I wanted to do it. I just, it was just uh, in my head as a to-do item forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a person who spends a lot of time in his head. Mm -hmm. And that obviously means a lot of time alone. Um, And I want to spend some time getting out of that and trying to do some community work of any kind um, that puts some good out there. So there's no specific thing you would like to do? Just Anything that's giving to to others? The first thing I th- I think of is like um. Like animal shelters and yeah I don't I'm not afraid of poop, right? Not afraid of poop. Uh, Problem I'll, is I'll...
1: with things like that that those their volunteer lists are usually massive because everybody yeah. wants to hang well out everyone with, wants with to with animals. With the animals
0: yeah, um, yeah. Well, it, it, beyond that, my uh. I, I think it's highly dependent on your location. And so I kind of need to look around this location to see um, what opportunities there are. And I'm up for anything. Yep. Um, you know, to me, it's more, it's less about the thing that I'm doing or getting to play with animals, which was just the right. first thing that I, I thought yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. versus just kind of putting some good out there in the world i, I and, like that um, that
1: man and it's also gaining some experience you know whatever yeah and be. so
0: less time thinking about me more time mm-hmm. um just trying to put some absolute good out there is all i, uh, I was trying to think so I, I so want to give you a hug right now <laughs> <laughs> um so i uh, the i don't know where yet we'll do some check-ins on that later on next time we talk about this um well I was thinking we'd touch on these once a month,, okay. uh, but we can we can talk about that, yeah, um I wasn't sure where I need to look around the area where I live, and Lonnie and I are thinking of moving uh by the end of the year anyway, so mm-hmm. that might be a problem, because I don't want um a place to have to waste training on me right. um, if it's something though I can just show up and like help clean a park, then um that's a thing. But if it's mm-hmm. like you have to go to a lot of training sessions, but I'm going to be leaving soon, there's a lot to consider. Um, but I looked up on, um, according to nonprofitsource.com, on mm-hmm. average people spend an average of 52 we- hours per year volunteering their time. Wow, okay. So about an hour a week. Yeah. Um, and that seems incredibly doable uh, yeah. to me. Very, Very um, much so. So, a little research, and then starting in June, that's my goal, an hour a week. And, I, I, nice. like, if we're talking about community sort of betterment kinds of things, uh, if I struggle to find resources, there are certain things that you can just do, including mm-hmm. going to a park with a trash bag and spending an hour picking up trash, you know. Right. It's, it's less about volunteering specifically as it is about just, you know... Spending an hour not thinking about myself, but going and doing something that is just good. Right. You know what I right. mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's my number that's two. What's your number three? Man.
1: Well, so now I'm moving on to a little more sort of discipline-based stuff. Um Ian, I am a big boy. I'm a very big boy, and what I mean by Fiving that is heart. I am, I am. <laughs> Well, what, what I mean by that is that I am very corpulent. <laughs> I'm a very corpulent and robust uh, boy, shall we say. Uh, I weighed myself re- recently um, in a hospital. It's a requirement of going under a gen- general a- anesthetic. Because uh, basically, the more you weigh, the more anesthetic you-, you need. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I currently weigh hundred and thirty-one kilos, which is about two, hundred and eighty-eight pounds for those of you who who, who use that uh, measurement. And it's just too much, man. It's 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 way too 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 much. Um, I was diagnosed with t- type two diabetes about a year ago, and, um, and yeah, you I know. Like I've said before, that was my own my own fault. I ate like shit and didn't exercise uh, enough for too 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 long, and it caught caught up with with me. But um, anyway, a part of managing that is weight loss, because um, whilst there isn't a cure for diabetes, it's entirely possible for me to go into re- remission if I lose enough weight, which means that. Yeah, yeah, no I still have to eat eat it right and whatnot but if I wanted to eat a chocolate Sunday I could have a chocolate sun Sunday every now and then without my my blood sugar level spiking which would be wonderful <laughs> 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 um, um so so my goal by the end of the year and I don't know if I'm even gonna be able to pull this off but I'd like to be down to about a hundred kilos um and you yeah, no it is mo- mostly for health reasons but... I wouldn't mind looking a little slimmer, too. I'll be honest. it's it's There is a slight as- aesthetic reason for that.
0: Uh, well, I'm right there with you. I had pretty good success with fitness goals last year, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when we kind of got into this. So first quarter. And um, then kind of fell off. I notice the difference now. I just want to feel better, you know. I, yeah. I, um, it's really funny when your your doctor looks at your blood work and goes, um, "Well, you're you're not pre-diabetic," which I'm very surprised at. But I, <laughs> and it kind of goes on to the whole thing. I'm like, "Why are you very surprised?" a Back, um, compliment kind of <laughs> yeah so uh, some work to be done in that regard I just want to feel better I want to mm-hmm. um, I notice the difference in it, it for me it's not specifically related to weight it is also related to fitness I mm-hmm. um, you know my watch I have a, a smart watch and it's really annoying Lonnie and I went to uh, the mall here and we were walking around to the Apple store Mm-hmm. And the watch said, I see you're exercising. Okay. And it goes into fitness mode and starts. I'm like, how dare you? So my smart one, oh, you stood up. Congratulations on the exercise. So, yeah, yeah work to be done. And the thing is, I like running. I, I did mm-hmm. uh, 45 minutes of Beat Saver today. It was about 600 calories. Mm-hmm. I, too, am a big boy. Um, and my heart rate, uh, not being in good condition at the moment, that's Mm. where it jumps up to. So there's that. My goal is going to be about 2000 calories a day. I've had success calorie counting before and the diet, the best diet is the one that you can maintain.
1: My my diet is okay. Um, I, cause that was oh, obviously the first change I had to make out to cut out sugar and carbs and all, and all that uh, stuff. I think my, my biggest issue is I fell off the workout wagon a while ago and I haven't been able to com- completely get, get back on it. So I think working out is going, going to be a, a big part of it. Um, I saw a diet, a dietitian a while ago for a couple of sessions and, um, I'm more or less doing uh, the, the right thing. I could probably cut down my my, my pro protein sizes. Um, but yeah, I, I just... Yeah, work, working out, that's going to be the key for me, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. What's your number four?
1: So, number four for me... Um, so, I have a full Adobe Creative Cloud license. Uh, so, that means that I have access to... More or less every program that they have, Prem um, Premiere Pro, which we use to edit videos, um, or audition for audio, Photoshop, uh, After Effects, all all of that stuff. Um, but the only one of those that I really know how to use is Pre- Premiere Pro, and I'd like to uh, change change that. And so there's, there's many ways I, I could go about that. But and I think the, the best way is to complete some courses via, uh, LinkedIn lear- le- learning, which I also have, uh, access to. Um, anyway, I was thinking, and I don't know if this is too ambitious or un- under ambitious, but again, I'd like to, uh, complete one course a month in Photoshop, After Effects and like whatever else is, uh, I think one a month on.
0: is very doable. Um, yeah, you know the there's quite a range on that website. You might want to mm. say um, shoot for a certain number of hours of, of right. training, you know, yeah, as opposed to a specific course.
1: Yeah, because because I think there there's also several courses on the same um, pro- program. Yeah, well there be? are
0: there are many with different teachers and slightly different focuses. Um, yeah, so I think that's a good one. I think that's yeah, the but one. Um, I, it's one I've been meaning to do forever, but mm-hmm. I just keep rattling along. But since you yeah. edit for the channel, if you learn how to do it, I don't have to. So <laughs> right? I am all for this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I'm already reasonably uh, pre- proficient at prem- Premiere, although I'm sure there's still still a lot I could uh, learn.
0: Premiere is bottomless. Um, yeah, yeah. There's always yeah. more to learn.
1: Yeah, but um, I I'd like to start with some something that I know no- nothing about. So either after effects or phone photoshop after effects sounds like more fun to me but pho- photoshop is probably a little more practical and something that that i would use more i yeah. think um but yeah well, so that's def- definitely a goal of mine i, I just want to broaden my creative ho- 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 horizons i guess and yeah, gain some new skills um what about you what's your number four? yeah
0: within it well um with any of those tools there's I feel like there's the ten percent you use
1: hmm.
0: all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then there's ninety more percent that you use under very specific use cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and Premiere is like that. I mean, any yeah. uh, video editing is.
1: You basically do the same five things over and over in, and over. In out, hmm.
0: timeline, in out timeline, Quite file regular. export. Yeah, cut yeah. raise, and they're all varieties of setting in and out points. Yeah, you know, um, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that's the 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 ten percent you use over and over again, and mm-hmm. then the ninety are titles and yeah. uh, exporting to tape and uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, color, correc- color correction. Well, yeah, keyframing, um, mm-hmm. uh, round tripping stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think um if you can pick up know,
0: the the 10% of Photoshop, yeah. that will serve yeah. you a ton. You don't have to right. master any of these things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz like I already know pre- Premiere enough to to get by, so I'd like to get the 10% of Photoshop or After Effects and and eventually just Go 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 through them them, them all. I think um, yeah. color correction is something I, I, I would love to to learn, which I, I know, know nothing, nothing. about. <laughs> <it>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: My number four is finish the rough draft of the book. That oh, nice. uh, Hit a wall um, when I started dating my writing coach. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that, that is really funny. <laughs> well. We didn't want to talk about the book. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the book. Uh, so you've just stopped talking about the book, then? Is that yeah, we haven't talked happening? about. Oh God, I I still don't. I want to. I want to talk about each other, and uh, never mind. That's you, a different. You want to kiss and cuddle on what's? Yeah, that's and, the naughty yeah. cast. We'll do that later. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk cast. about those things later on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, it, and I mean, it, it happened to everyone, where if you had a bunch of goals, and I I, I, I think the pandemic, the, the goal of the pandemic for most people should have just been to get through it, you know, right. just get through the Absolutely. days, get through the disappointing news, get through the sadness, whatever yeah. it was. Um, so I didn't worry about it, but I did get quite a bit of work started on it, and I want to pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. so... There are seven months remaining. I have no frame of reference for how long it takes to write a book. I'm a very slow writer, as we know from the channel, of course. (laughs) Um, But you're a
1: very good writer, though, Ian. You're a very good writer.
0: So, uh, goal is to finish a rough draft by the end of the year. And then um, in 2022, uh, do the editing process and then post it on um, Amazon.
1: Do you know like how far in you are, like rough, roughly?
0: Well, yeah, actually, I kind of know exactly uh, okay. uh, where I am because I based it on the. I completely stole the structure of Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> and I know. <laughs>
1: okay. uh, I mean, we've. Talk- if you're interested, in yeah, You know the- That's the thing, though. Like those those kinds of frame frameworks are very u- ubiquitous. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not really stealing. That's just how stories work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, and I think I had finished act one. So there's three okay. acts. Oh, okay. Is it five acts or three acts? Don't uh, ask me. I think it's... I, think it's I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, I think it's three acts. I okay. should know that, but we're doing this right now, so it's mm-hmm. not in my head. Uh, I got to the end of the party. Uh, anyone who knows Romeo and Juliet knows where that is. Okay. So I have... um. Another two-thirds to go, okay. which in seven months should be more than enough. Uh, like I think so, too. Assuming I get the structure in place, which my mm-hmm. goal would be a couple of writing uh, sessions per day, do some writing live streams again, bring the live streams back, the edit streams back. Um, I just don't like being on camera that much. And between the podcast and the Hangouts, that's enough Ian. <laughs> going, going out into the world you know. Uh, me just sitting on camera live uh, I'll have all of the in in the world that, yeah. that doesn't apparently make sense apparently not <laughs> based on how this started right we don't need to go back to that well, so big pie in the sky dream goal number five <sighs> Number my no. number four was my big pie in the sky dream goal last year what's yours okay uh.
1: I've been harping on about this for literally years. I keep yes. saying, I'm I'm going to do it. And then I never do. And it's gotten to the point where I almost don't want to talk talk about it because I feel <laughs> em- embarrassed. Because I keep saying, I'm going to do it. And then I just don't. So, I want to make my own original content. Mm-hmm. Um, make, making my own con- content has always been the, the, the goal. Um, it's always been my intention and man I, I i just gotta do it you know um mm-hmm. this is, it's it it's time <laughs> so in a similar vein to what you and lon lon you do ian um i'm wanting to focus on television and
0: film criticism
1: should we call it that um there's, but all, I definitely,
0: there's hmm? a whole new term there needs to be a whole new term for right it's more like media and uh, film and TV discussion.
1: Yeah, discussion. Because you know? like I definitely want to put my own, my own spin on it, and I'm not interested in 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 talking about stuff I don't like, like like tearing stuff down. That's become really pop- popular on, on YouTube in the last few few years, and yeah. I just I'm 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 not in, interested in that then at all. Um, yeah, and I also don't don't want to do just straight laced, like, oh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix w- was really good in this film. like <laughs> I want to add, add a bit of fl- flavor to it, and I don't ne- necessarily know what, what that looks like, but um, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, and that would be sort of the main bulk of my creative en- endeavors, but there's also... More I want to do that doesn't really fit into television and film re- reviews. Um, maybe maybe I do that on like a separate channel eventually or something. I'm I'm not sure, but um, I have a few ideas for some sort of artsy performance pieces. You you know Brilliant. like um, what's that um that. Similar to like, um, I I recall a video of you in the uh, bath reciting Shakespeare. <laughs> I was <laughs> that I probably say, I, shouldn't I, have mentioned I, it.
0: <laughs> I once taped a camera to the side of a bathtub <laughs> and did some yeah. Richard the Third in the water. So uh, yeah. you said artsy <laughs> performance pieces. I was like, hey, <laughs>
1: very similar to that. Um, I've I've had an I, I idea, um, brewing in in my head for years where um. Basically, an attempt at saying something about de- depression in sort of an uh, an artistic way. I've kind of written bits of piece, bits and pieces of it in, in in my head. But um, part part of the thing is too, like I don't know how to film it from a technical aspect because it's gonna require a bit of work. Um, but that's why I want to learn After Effects. <laughs> um. But I also think it'd be cool to do some, like, vlog-style stuff, even though I don't really watch a lot of vlogs myself. But, um... I've been thinking about a series I might call Let's Go Do Do Stuff, where I set out to go and do things that I've never done before. So, that could be I love it. Yeah. Yeah, um, That's
0: that's a driving goal of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Try new things. things.
1: Yeah, new things, yeah. And so, look, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, um... Honestly, i I just want to make stuff and get busy on leaving my mark on the world. You know, um, that's what I want to so do. So,
0: what does the um, what does the monthly check in for this look like? Uh, sort of uh, as we have conversation. I don't. Uh, what I, what I mm-hmm. want is for I want to be a support and I want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But in order for me to do that, I feel like I need to know what what progress in this looks like for you um and if it looks like thinking about it more then that's what it looks like but what what is the that's a great question what is the stone don't know i don't know i'm not gonna make make, say Um, how many videos are you gonna get done this year i'm just saying like maybe that's not it for you maybe it's um well, coming up with the idea developing the idea uh well
1: i mean the first thing i need to work work on is coming up with a name for the channel because i don't want to just call it jack Cran. um i was thinking about calling it this this sounds really really cheesy but you often refer to me as a bright light so i thought about calling it bright light films or bright light media but I've researched it. They're already uh, taken, unfortunately, so I can't call it that. Um, there's some media company called Bride Light Productions. So, I don't know. Maybe just... I don't know. I, 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 I don't know the answer to that question. But, um... I don't know. Well,
0: that's going to... All right. So, the next time we talk, then, mm-hmm. that will be the next thing I ask you.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. so maybe yeah, maybe, just, maybe the first just, step
0: then is to is to figure out what the answer to that question is right. so what are your goals right. for this year in this regard what do you want yeah. to have done by the end of the year
1: right it might even be just say just ask me like hey so what work have you you done towards your own stuff yeah. this month mm-hmm. you know just to check them um, yeah um I don't don't really have a goal for you no know, amount of like videos and whatnot, but um.
0: I in my experience, it's never a good idea to. No. <laughs> if you not, are anything like me, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: And also, like this is this is supposed to be fun and you yeah. know artistic and stuff. And again, it's not something that I want to turn into a chore. I don't no. want to no.
0: hate it. Again, that's why my question is what does the support conversation look like for you? Like, what uh, in what way will our conversations be helpful? Like, what do you need from me? I should have definitely thought about that, but I haven't. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it on the first check in then.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. So, what's your big dream, your pine list? This this guy, well,
0: I've struggled with this one. Um, Mm -hmm. I. I have some col- so, you know, I am uh, I'm dating. Mm-hmm. I I don't even uh, are you're we dating, dating a lovely woman?
1: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, uh, I think it's beyond dating. Dating Yeah, we're way beyond dating. When you're living dating, together, like, it's it's beyond dating.
0: <laughs> she's uh, I have a I have a I don't Jack. I don't really, I don't I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I have a girlfriend
1: i love that you use the word girlfriend (laughs) because it bugs me to no end when people like oh my partner my partner it's like you're in a relationship you're not freaking starting a law firm like yeah it's okay to use i understand some some people prefer non-gender terms and that's fine but i don't know the word partner to me just sounds
0: weird I, I like that term uh, she and I use that term sometimes because I think that it um, we use it with each other I mean because girlfriend boyfriend is not it sounds particularly a little grown up I guess. it's a good way yeah. of explaining it to other people but it has nothing like nothing to do with our conversations the idea of a okay. partnership when it comes to a relationship is hmm. it's a good reminder of like this is a collaboration you know yeah. your life is now a collaboration there are parts of it hmm. that are yours and always right. yours and and but you have made the decision to collaborate mm-hmm. and and that um this thinking about I was thinking about it because of these pie in the sky goals i it used to be i could just do whatever the hell i wanted to mm-hmm. right and just quit my job and go do this thing and go do that thing or whatever. And so that makes these very easy. Right. But I have chosen to, mm, to make changes in my life where I, I don't do that anymore, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I would love to have a conversation. I'm going to have a conversation with her about, like, what's our adventure this year? And then uh, collaboratively as a, um, as a partnership which definitely sounds like a uh, a business sort of thing, we figure it out, and we go ahead and have an adventure together. But you still need your personal adventures. You still need right. the... So, but it's just different, right? Because I can't... I had to wrap my mind around, well, I can't just up and, you know, go and do this thing or, or whatever. I mean, I could, but I'm, I just said I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. That's... I'm not... Uh, I've... Um, I've chosen something, di- something different um, right. and better. Mm-hmm. But um, for the purposes of this, I still wanted to have something that was like, for me, a little nerve-wracking, a little uh, whatever. And kind of in the vein of what you were talking about, um, I, I, like, I like acting. Mm-hmm. I miss acting. I miss theater, some kind of performance. The channel does scratch that itch. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. The dramatic
1: performance.
0: Yeah, the videos are a performance, but I'm playing a character in them. But I'm also Mm -hmm. speaking things that I wrote. I'm speaking my own. uh, Yeah, yeah. You're still
1: being yourself, pretty much. Yeah, it's like.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a reading of something that I believe or think anyway. Yeah. Um. So this will evolve as things go along because obviously we're the theaters have been closed mm-hmm. for this entire time, but we're coming out of a, um, and, and I also felt like I can't just say, well, I want to star in a play having no experience for the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> but I want to dip my toe back in and learn some monologues again and work on blocking nice. and work on performances and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I figured um, uh, around here specifically the theaters are going to start opening up again. So Mm -hmm. the goal is either online or um, around here auditions. Oh, okay. uh, To memorize some content, to do the research, to look for community theater, to look for... Mm -hmm. You know, maybe someone's looking for voice recordings online, um, mm-hmm. uh, voice performances, whatever. Voice acting would be great. Voice for acting, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is something. It's funny. The channel started because people always used to tell me I should be a voice actor, mm-hmm. yeah. and <laughs> I had no idea how to develop a portfolio, and so I just said, "Well, I'll write some content and practice recording." Mm-hmm with the intent to segue into doing voice acting, and I never did. <laughs> and <laughs> you know. here you are, and here several we seasons are, and deep. I'm and I'm still doing uh, the content yeah. that I started the channel with. So yeah. no intent to segue away from the channel. Um, you know, maybe this will be... Um, I've been meeting to set up like cameo accounts and stuff like that, which are not really voice acting, but uh, or to do some... That's still practice, uh, though. Cameo. Some uh, recorded books... Mm -hmm. readings, stuff like that, you know, performance to get back into uh, and to get some practice and some experience um, doing performance. I expect to be not particularly awesome at it, but that's not the point. And I'm not saying that to be self-deprecating. I'm saying uh, that to highlight the fact that that's not what this is about. This is about, like, the intimidating part of it to me is to be bad.
1: Mm Mm-hmm
0: and but the important part is then to go and do it anyway who cares okay. you know okay. uh, for yeah. me performance is an is an adventure is um satisfy something uh scratches a particular itch mm. and again S- it's supposed to be fun it's, yeah exactly at the end of the day yeah exactly but but we make these things unfun by fearing failure yeah and by fearing and, yeah by yeah. fearing failure so much or fearing being bad so much that you never start You're Hmm. actually spending more time being miserable than just going and maybe not succeeding at it. It's so toxic, isn't it? Yeah. It's
1: uh, self-defeating.
0: I mean, a lot of what I've written for the channel, including the Toolbox Fallacy, is just about getting over my own fear of failure. It has Hmm. been the primary focus of my creative efforts for the last seven mm-hmm. years is just make content and throw it out there and deal with the negative comments and the people who mm. say all the things that I'm afraid are true. Right. This video's terrible. <gasps> what if it is terrible? That is terrible. You know, a thousand compliments. A uh, mm. hundred compliments. A hundred positive remarks. And one one That's one that stays with you. shit. And that's the one that I've, I fixate on. But that yeah. But ha- fixating and getting over mm-hmm. it and fixating and getting over it and fixating and getting over it now has shortened the distance to where I catch myself. Like someone mm-hmm. leaves a negative comment. And for a minute I think I'm going to go and look at the... And I, oh, no. Block, mute, <laughs> on yeah. the next thing. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten there if I hadn't done the work and right. s- subjected myself to that fear, my own fear of failing, failing over mm-hmm. and over and over again, and I still have to do it. There's still lots more progress I can make in that regard, mm-hmm. and it applies to everything: relationships, family, yeah. uh, new New Year's resolutions. Absolutely everything mm-hmm. can be poisoned by my own yeah. fear of failing. I'm, I'm excited for this, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I
1: really want to see there
0: where this is. goes. Like this is this is great. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm excited for the both of us. I'm excited for yeah. that's what you meant, right? <laughs>
1: well, I meant I meant to see you get into acting. But yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: excited yeah. for both I, of I us. I thought you were talking about both don't? of us. Yeah. No, that's no. that's the well, thing actually, is
1: No, now we've now we've put it out there and said it. No, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. First for it.
0: first step is saying it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um and the the thing that's that's difficult is I, I, I can't remember I'm misquoting the study, but they say that, um, I used to be the type who would come up with an idea and I would tell 50 people right? and I would be really enthusiastic about it and I would be very convincing yeah. and, and, and they would be like, wow, that's a really good idea. And I would get people hyped up and I'd feel really good and I'd have all that validation mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't do the thing. Right. Yeah. I
1: I specifically recall a live stream we did probably 2 years ago now where I was like yeah everybody I'm going to make my own con- content and here we are 2 years later and I'm it, talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> it,
0: it's well I mean we're always looking for uh, evidence of our own failings so that mm. you know we we can avoid failing in the future but, don't have to but try But then
1: it becomes one is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. When you do that so yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. You did that. Who cares? Mm, like the first exactly. step is saying. Um, but what we're gonna do for the next seven months is work on the next steps. What's yep. the next step? And mm. that'll be probably since I'll drive these conversations, that'll be mm. the question that I end every uh, thing with with is what's the next step? What's the next thing you're gonna do? Right. No judgment? Right. Okay. Yeah, no criticism, yeah. and I'll be
1: doing doing the same for you too. Don't yeah, I'll be I'll I'll be keep keep keeping you accountable. Expect accountability, buddy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. um, for anyone still listening, if you're uh <laughs> here, if you have something you want to accomplish the next seven months, something <laughs> you want to get done yeah come along with us not five things it doesn't have to be five things it can no. be it can be 20 things it can be one thing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. leave a comment let us know um, and then follow along and, and, yeah, and let's uh,
1: be let's be accountability buddies for each other please uh, yeah the, uh, the more the merrier yeah hey we said the same thing hey, Jinx uh,
0: well before we get to the fanfic reading I just want to let you know that I'm at Ian Nitrum on Twitter
1: and I'm at lack of surprise one. that's all one word. we're the number one at the end. Uh, if, if you'd like to su- support the, the podcast and keep us flush with books to read and lean cuisines to, to eat, you can do so at patreon.com forward/passion of the nerd with the five dollar and up club. you can join us in the hangout in two two weeks for Shroud of Ramon uh, 5 p.m Eastern US time for the rewatch. Uh, And then 6.30 for the Hangout itself. Uh, Yeah, we'll be watching and talking about the next Angel episode. Uh, But if you can't make it, uh, the replays can be found in the playlist over on the main channel.
0: I, uh... Yeah, I I mean... Here's the thing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's Shroud of Ramon. Yes. We acknowledge that. I kind of like
1: it. And Candyman's in it. (laughs) Tony Todd.
0: Well, uh... (laughs) The thing I'm always surprised by uh, is sometimes we have the best discussions about the most nothing burger right. episodes. <laughs> right. I really enjoyed uh, uh, the one we did for Shadow. Yeah, Shadow was great. Uh, last week, that discussion, it always surprises me the places um, the discussion goes. So, yeah, if you don't like Shroud of Ramon, maybe still have a look, watch the stream. Uh, you yeah. might get something out of it. Plus, it's just fun. It's really more about community. Um, yeah, I mean... bunch of people who the, love the same thing, hanging out and talking.
1: Yeah. And the YouTube chat just goes off in all diff, different ki- kinds of directions. Sometimes we discuss-
0: directions we have to rein in. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, like, we discuss, like, just characters and other episodes and just whatever, really. And, yeah, they're a, good so time. It's a lot Yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: You can also help us out by grabbing yourself something from passionofthenerd.com slash store. We have... New designs, (gasps) we do. We talked about them last week. Fabulous submissions that we're grateful for from Liz. Thank you, Liz. Thank you again. Uh, Hoodies, mugs. Wow, I got rid of the phone cases. Okay. (laughs) Hoodies, mugs. Uh, We have pillows. We have sweatpants that socks. Me on the crotch and you on the butt. uh we do have socks i need to order the socks actually i kind of need the socks look great i need them all i I need to order them all that was even
1: um like a banner kind of thing like a a... yeah a wall
0: like hanging poster banner sort of thing i thought that was kind of cool yeah that would be cool to have hanging back there except then it would look like a dorm room it kind of looks like a dorm room now I mean it kinda does already, (laughs) so (laughs) All right, let's go to the fanfic reading now. Here is gone. By Terry Boda, chapter forty five. Buffy was pounding away on the bag, trying to burn off energy when Giles entered the training room. You sure you're not going to tie yourself out? he asked softly. I'm sure she replied, not missing a beat. We're still working on ideas. Time's short, but it's best to wait till the last minute. It's best not to wait till the last minute. If we go in too early and she takes us out, there's no chance of getting her to miss her window. So we wait, she said, sending it one last punch. The chain snapped and the bag flew a few feet before hitting the ground. I imagine you hate me right now, he sighed. She turned to face him little bit, but I understand. I love Dawn, he assured. I know, but I've sworn to protect this sorry world, and sometimes that means saying and doing what other people can't, what they shouldn't have to. You try to hurt her, you know I'll stop you, she warned. I know, they stared each other down for a moment, then Buffy crossed to the couch and sat down. Giles sat beside her. "'How many apocalypses is this for us?' she asked casually. "'Well, uh, six, at least. Seems like a 100 "'I've always stopped them. Always one.' "'Yes?' he answered simply. "'I sacrificed Angel to save the world.' I loved him so much. But I knew what was right. I don't have that anymore. I don't understand. I don't know how to live in this world. If these are the choices. If everything just gets stripped away then. I don't see the point. I just wish. My mom was here, she admitted, tears in her eyes. Just then, Xander ran in, skidding to a hasty stop. Buffy, uh, Willow and Spike, they just woke up. She nodded at him and stood. As she was starting to leave, she turned back. The spirit guide told me that death is my gift. I guess that means a slayer is really just a killer after all. I think you're wrong about that. It doesn't matter. If Dawn dies, then... I'm done with it. I'm quitting. With that, she walked out of the training room, leaving Giles alone with his thoughts. She spied Spike, Willow, and Tara on the floor where she had left them, only Spike was sitting up now and shaking his head. Willow was saying something to him and urging him to stand. Buffy clenched her fists and stalked over to them. Where is she? she demanded. Where's my sister? She raised her fist, prepared to strike Spike if need be, but then Willow amazed her by stepping in between them. I won't let you hurt him, Buffy, the witch said defiantly, her resolved face firmly in place. She blinked at her friend, surprised by the hard glint in Willow's eyes. He's been through a lot, and he needs a few minutes before we can get up, Willow continued. We don't have a few minutes, Buffy countered. Spike reached up to grasp Willow's wrist. Get the butt. We'll need her, he said, businesslike. Oh, uh, she's in the bi- basement. We put her down there after, after we rescued you from Glory. One of Glory's scabby minions shorted her out. Fix her. She'll come in handy as a diversion, he told her. Oh, g- great idea. Xander nodded. I'll bring her up. We found her down there when Anya and I were... Uh, looking for the the Dagon Sphere. Great, Willow answered. Spike looked at Buffy. Do you have the troll hammer? Uh, yeah, she replied, confused. Good. He turned to Terra. Glinda, go upstairs and get the book of darkest magic. Darkest magic, the witch exclaimed. Oh, oh, no. There's barrier spells in there. Good ones that'll work against the hell bitch. Terra shook her head. No, I couldn't. Those spells, I'll do it. Willow interrupted. I'm more comfortable with the darker stuff anyway. She moved to head up the ladder to the restricted section. Red, Spike called out in a warning tone, and she turned back to him, kneeling in front of him and placing a gentle hand on his face. I've done it before, she whispered. You showed me, but you also showed me that things don't have to go the way you think they will. You can change the future. They stared at each other for a few moments, and Spike's eyes grew misty. But then he finally gave her a small nod and she pulled away. Uh, how are, how are you feeling? Tara asked Spike as Willow went up the ladder. The vampire thought for a moment. Better. I was doing s- some rejuvenation spells while you were gone. I, h- I hope they helped. Rising slowly to his feet, Spike gave a grateful nod. Yeah, I don't think I've... Gone twelve rounds on the business end of Angelus's fists.' Tara gave him a happy smile and then ducked her head. Ah, "'I should go help Willow.' Ah, keep her from getting too deep into it.' With both the witches upstairs, Anya and Xander in the basement collecting the Buffy bot, and Giles still in the training room, Spike and Buffy were left to themselves. They stared at each other awkwardly until Buffy put her hands in her back pockets and looked away. Look, Spike began softly. I know what you, that you're worried and scared, but you have to trust me. There's things you don't know. Whose fault is that? She snapped back. Spike closed his eyes and took a deep breath. We really don't have time for this. You just have to trust me. I'm doing everything I can here. Do you know where Dawn is? She demanded. Yes, he answered without hesitation. Then we need to go get her. Spike shook his head. Not yet. We need To go to your place and get clothes for the bot and weapons. We have enough time. Things won't go down until just before dawn. Buffy looked him over, her hard face softening a little. Are you up to fighting? He paused for a moment, then nodded. I'll hold up. Whatever Glinda did fixing me up enough to do what I gotta do... I'm not good enough to go spin-kick a grithlack demon, but I'll do all right against Glory's midgets. She gave him a short nod. Let's go, then. Spike held his breath as they began the walk to Buffy's house, following along just a step behind her as they walked the darkened, quiet streets. Fate was with him, and she did not try to ask him questions as they made their way to Ravello Drive. Stepping up onto the front porch, he remembered the last time he had been there. This was the night when Buffy re-invited him into the house, where she had showed him that she was willing to see him as something other than a monster. He stopped at the door, hadn't even tried to cross the threshold. He even offered that she could hand weapons out instead. She would also extracted the promise from him, the one he hadn't been able to keep. She opened the door and they went in. There were no barriers this time. Weapons, weapons are in the chest by the TV. I'll grab the stuff upstairs, she told him. Spike headed into the living room. Won't bother with the small stuff. A couple good axes will hold off Glory's mates while you take on the lady herself. Buffy stopped him. We're not going to make it. Not all of us. You know that, she said. He shook his head. No, I don't know it. But yeah, it's a a possibility. I always knew I'd go down fighting. She swallowed and set her jaw. I'm counting on you, Spike, to help save her. He looked her directly in the eye and swore on his own soul. Till the end of the world, even if that happens to be tonight. When this is all over, you're going to tell me everything, she told him. He smiled at her. Small, sad smile and tears coming to his eyes. Then he reached for her and gently took her face in his hands. When this is all over, I promise I will tell you everything. She nodded and took a small step back, tears in her own eyes. I'll be a minute, she managed and started up the stairs. I know I've kept things from you, he began. She stopped on the stairs and turned to look at him. I know. It's looked like I've been dishonest. But everything I've done, I've done because I've been trying to protect you and spare you pain. I do love you, Buffy. Even if you don't love me. Even if you'll never love me. And I will do everything in my power to make sure you and Dawn come out of this alive. She nodded. I know. Thank you for treating me like a man, even though I've been a monster. That's... He stopped, cutting himself off. Go on get your stuff. I'll, I'll be here. She gave him one more long look before going up the stairs. He went into the living room and pulled the axes out of the weapon's chest. She came back down with clothes for the bot a minute or so later and joined him on the front foyer Ready? He asked her. She nodded. Let's do this then. Okay. He handed her one of the axes, and they left the house together. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. next week on the podcast, Jack is going to watch Hamlet. So Hamlet. Is Ian. <laughs> We're not well. I'm going to watch it too, but you're watching <laughs> Hamlet for the first time. Jack, have you ever watched yeah. any Shakespeare?
1: I have so here's the thing like I've seen Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet and and I'm sure there's many people that say that that doesn't count um and I attempted to watch I, I,
0: I don't agree with those people but go ahead okay
1: cool I yeah no it's not bad for what it is um and I also attempted to watch the uh Joss Whedon Much Ado About Nothing and so the thing is like Old English for me is I mean I can understand it but it takes my my brain a little bit of time to uh, pro process it and so um with with uh, much much ado about nothing in, in particular I struggled with it because the dialogue is is spoken at regular speed like the mm-hmm. speed that you and I are speaking right right now and my brain just can't process old English at that speed like, I can I can process it if I see it written down or the dialogue is spoken slower, but I don't know. I just struggle to 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 keep keep up with it when it's spoken naturally.
0: That's actually one of the reasons why I like versions like the Baz Luhrmann version is because, um, for one thing, editing out stuff that is less relevant to uh, a modern or less Shakespeare fanny Mm -hmm. uh, audience. Mm -hmm. and, um, that provide, you could call it the blocking on the nose. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a scene in that one where he says, give me my long sword and the camera zooms in on the shotgun and the shotgun says long sword on it. (laughs) I was like, okay, but (laughs) still, I think that context for, uh, maybe an audience less familiar with the work is great. Mm -hmm. Everyone kind of starts, uh, someplace. For yeah. me, the thing that really sells the play for you is mm-hmm. um, a great performance. Yeah, and I don't like and I Romeo think, and Juliet. I, I, it's okay. one of my least favorite. I play, think uh, um, uh, for the big plays.
1: That film too. It like I haven't seen it in in a long while, but I think it made it more accessible, I guess, mm-hmm. for the layman.
0: Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the best performance in that one, I think, is uh, uh, the guy who plays Mer- Mercutio. Yeah, he is
1: great. I, yeah. I, I also love um, Leo's... Um, I defy you stars!
0: Uh, <laughs> is it Mercutio? No, Mercutio... Yeah, Mercutio. That's, I was thinking of yeah, mixing yeah, think um, him up with Horatio. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, I love um, yeah, Leo's I defy you stars bit. That's... that's. Oh. Well,
0: remember. picking a uh, a good... Hamlet version was a challenge. Um, We have a little movie group that we are a part of, and we talked briefly about doing the Kenneth Branagh version, but Jack, I wanted your first Hamlet experience (laughs) to be one that you enjoy returning to. Right, right. Uh, Branagh is probably the best performance, but that Mm -hmm. version of it is a little much for okay. <laughs> uh, for newbies, yeah. Um, so we're going with David Teninch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten, that man is amazing.
1: Everything yeah. he touches turn, turns turns to, to gold. So I'm excited. And look, I feel a little tentative about it. I guess I don't. I don't know if that's the the right word. But I'm open and I'm excited for the for the experience.
0: Yeah, I thought about we thought about uh, the Franco Zeffirelli um, Mel Gibson version. I like Mel Gibson, and I think that version is very accessible, mm-hmm. but um, we weren't excited about watching Mel Gibson for <laughs> uh, two hours, um, and to me, the um, Lawrence uh, Olivier version is just kind of dated, mm-hmm. So, it, and it's stagey for the 50s or the 40s, whenever, uh. that, whenever that version is from. Uh, yeah. The David Tennant version is very stagey, but it's much more modern with modern mm-hmm. acting and modern performances and so forth. So,
1: Right. I think that'll make it more di- digestible for me.
0: But yeah, so we'll be talking Shakespeare next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you, friends. Yes. We appreciate Thanks. your time. We'll see you then. Cheers.